Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I am here with Coach John Brett. Man, I'm here with you, the vet, Mr. N. Griffin. What a great day. It is gorgeous outside. It is a beautiful day. we got to get out of here. Yeah, we do. We're going to do this and wrap it up and get the flip-flop out of Dodge. That's right. So we're going to talk about something here. And, Coach, I'm just going to say this. The second I saw the first report on this, now I'm not going to say the report yet, I said, I already know the game plan. The mm-hmm. game plan is is we are going to find a way to impeach that guy and get another spring court pick in there. I saw it coming. I saw it coming, and I saw it coming. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. I said that several weeks ago. So, uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, of course, has been sick. And so, we got stirred that pot, excuse me. Then after that, we got some tweets, apparently, or email, no, text traffic, text traffic, from his wife to uh, Congressman McCarthy, I believe it is, mm-hmm. saying, y'all need to take this stuff to Supreme Court by January 6th. And, uh, and I, I looked at my wife as soon as I saw her, I said, okay, this is Mox next, which means about that much <laughs> in German. Don't mean a hill of beans, but we're going to exploit that to cover up the inefficiency of that number 46 and everything about it in the administration. And we're going to push another impeachment, try to get us extra pick out of this thing. Is exactly what's going on. And coach, as we know, what this is April, so they got May, June, July, August, September, October. We got six months to get it done. It ain't yep. gonna happen after that. No, there's gonna be a, a reckoning when it, when the November midterms come yeah. for sure. But when I first saw this, it, it, to me, it's just an extension of the playbook of, and I'm just gonna sound a little crazy, but when Kavanaugh, it was going to be confirmed. They were just holding it as long as they could, make him look as bad. One of the worst things I've ever seen. Yep. They started using words, well, yes, he's going to be on the court, but we're going to keep investigating. If we find anything, we can impeach him. Yeah, whatever. And I started thinking, wow, we're going to impeach Supreme Court justices. They're supposed to be non-political and this yep. kind of stuff. Yep. But what, I, what this totally comes down to is an ideological battle between the left and the right of a 6-3 or a 5-4 uh, court. Yep. And so if you can't, like Trump got three. Yeah. And that was absolutely crazy that he got three. Most of the time you get one. Some you might get two in a presidency if you're even lucky. Well, Biden's got his one. It's just going to happen with Jackson. So anything you can do from Thomas, I hate to say it this way, I'm guaranteed there's people left right now going, man, maybe Thomas will die when he's in the hospital. But if that doesn't happen, what is your, he's the old one. He's the one that's the, and he's got this politics that they don't like. This is another way of them just making it look like that they're just totally for the country and we've got to get this old top mentality out of the court and let's impeach it. This is the way to move the court from 6-3, which it is right now. It's six six that are being picked, selected by Republican uh, presidents Mm -hmm. and then three by Democrat presidents. That's all it is, is to move it to 5-4 and uh, with with, uh, Judge Thomas teetering. You know, either way, which he should teeter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the, he is the chief justice. He should teeter. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, and all of them should play the play the law according to how they see it. So this brings a question in. Uh, not the question, but the issue is: Is Judge Clarence Thomas's wife expected to be the same thing as him? And we're in America. And last I looked. That answer is no. 
Uh, no, but I do understand, and I'm gonna look at it as as objectively as I can. I do understand that they go home and sleep in the same house. I agree. So some of the things that Bill Clinton did, and and, and Miss Clinton did at the time, there was going to be talks behind the doors and stuff. So you can't really say, well, I'm sure they go home and say, no, honey, I can't talk about that. They're husband and wives. So I'm gonna ask this, Coach. So. When we had unbiased news from CNN from Christiana Malapur mm -hmm. and her husband worked for Bill Clinton, that was unbiased yeah. when she covered the Clintons. I'm asking. Sure. I mean, so, but it was, you know, in the liberals, in the, in the left's eyes, that was okay. That was okay. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't think it is. I think that when you play Nick and Steamroller in the bed, they talk about a few things afterwards. Yeah, you know? I mean... And, you know, not everybody's going to have this type of relationship, but I always thought the relationship, and I, and I think it's uh, James Carville and Mary Matlin, I think is his mm -hmm. wife's name. She is huge in the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. He is huge, always been a Democrat, worked for Bill Clinton. And they've had a successful 25-year marriage, and they're totally 100%. That normally doesn't happen. Normally, the, they kind of swing together. Yeah, that, that was the Kellyanne Conway and her husband. Oh my God! The same thing. They, they were completely. I mean, <laughs> they love each. They, they love each other, and they got a great family. Yeah. But, but boy, when you get on the political spectrum, they're not. They're not using the same salt shaker. I can tell you that. Uh uh. Not but, at all. So I don't know. I mean, I don't believe this is a. I mean, if there's an issue that would come out where there's a, 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 an email or a conversation recorder where where something was said, I'm not talking about about this situation because I don't want to point this out and swing it either way. But a, a Supreme Court justice said to their their spouse. I, will, I wanted to rule on it this way because I believe Constitution this way, but because what you're telling me now, I'm going to change my position on that, that could be an issue. So, Coach, I want to say this. I'm going to say something that I've always thought about here. When it comes to these, these multiple uh, impeachment throws that we have from Nancy Pelosi and her party there, because she's been, you know, she's used two of them in the last few years, and now they're talking about maybe doing another one on the Supreme Court justice. When there's an impeachable offense, it will be so glaring that you will have both parties coming out saying it has to I've be done. I've heard that before. It has to be done. They will demand it. Mm -hmm. When you have to get the news cycle to stir the shit pop for you, to stir it up, just to get any momentum within your party, it's then it's not there. It's not there. When it's a peachable offense, both parties will come out and go, this has got to happen now. But yeah. that ain't there. When and we the haven't time? had one in, in a long time, to be honest. I believe it's only really been happened. It really happened once, and that was with the, with the Nixon affair. It was yeah. going, Nixon was going to be impeached. Nixon was going to be thrown out of office yeah. for sure. And that's why the, resi the, the resignation was there and then the deal made with, with Ford to, to pardon him, I believe, was made specifically that let's just get this done. But all the way back from Andrew Johnson, all the way with the Clinton, all the way with the two with Trumps, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So it's, if something's not going to happen, well, we should take it out and let the public see it. Yeah, you can let the public see it without having an impeachment trial. Yeah. You can just put this Russian information or put this information out and go, you know, next time the election comes up, you need to remember, this is what your candidate said. Instead of, but what you do is you lessen the impeachment process. Well, you, when you when you do this crap, you, well, you do a couple of things. You lessen the impeachment process, and also in a in an effort to exude power on things, you diminish the position that you're impeaching about. Right, and you divide even more yeah. of a country that can't be divided anymore. I mean, it's almost like you're looking at a 12 foot long subway, 
and it's got a 12 ruler and you're just like, I'm going to divide it exactly at six inches. Yeah. And that way, you know, whatever happened bringing the country together when you make, I don't believe the decisions are made by either party to try to bring the country back. There is no unifier in chief that this fool said he was going to be. Donald Trump wasn't a unifier. No. I'll tell you right now, Barack Obama was, was never, that? his hope and change thing was not unification. No. The last unifying president we had might have been George W. Bush, and I don't think he wanted to be the unifying president, but because of what happened after 9-11, yeah. he made us more unified. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I remember, and I will never mention their names, but I remember during the time there were some generals that spoke out that prior to Donald Trump during the Trump Hillary Clinton election said, we just want a president that sees the world as it is, not how they would go to sleep and dream about it or how they would want it to be. Yeah. Because that's not reality. That's called utopia. That's called yes, socialism. It is. Boop, boop, boop. Never yeah. mind. It's so, just a mentality. So with this here, <clears throat> mark my words, there's going to be some papers trickle across the floor, at least generated and see that it spurs enough opinion from the public and the left. And of course the left will like Beat him. Let's get him out of there. Let's get him out of here. Right. You know, because he's a justice. And, and Clarence Thomas, I'll be quite honest, you know, he's uh, he's faced ridicule throughout his pretty Man, much his whole time. started with Mr. Biden about 25 years yeah. ago. His I mean, and, he, and, and when he got confirmed, I mean, that guy's faced everything. And so I will be surprised if he, I don't see him faltering at all. Well, and it is an, an, an ideological difference because when Clarence Thomas was getting put on the, on the court, it wasn't this big push by the left to say, we have this African-American minority coming on the court. They just didn't want him on there. And then you hear everything with Ms. Jackson. She's the first African-American woman. It doesn't matter, you know, anything more than that to a lot of people. And we're getting so divided with this identity politics. It's, it's going over and everything is Every single thing has an adjective in front of it, and every single thing has a reason behind it. And the minute that Joe, uh, Joe Biden came out and said, I'm, when I get to do it, the Supreme Court is going to be a black female, no matter what. And we've had this podcast about it. It just sets the stage for more division because there's a lot of people going, we should be getting this because of what we've been through. And others saying, you're not picking the best person for the job when you do that. Yeah. And, and not it, that she's not qualified. I don't want that to ever be the thought. She is very qualified. But is there a more qualified candidate that could be someone that's not ABC? Maybe somebody's Asian. Maybe somebody that's We don't even Mexico. talk about that anymore. Yeah. Who is the minority that's the most who, – who, who is the biggest minority we have in our country? Uh, Hispanics. Hispanics, yeah. Why do we not hear more about Hispanics need to come up into mm – -hmm. And it's just but but this is my deal. When it comes to race identity in in the Supreme Court, and we say we want the first, we want the first guy from Pittsburgh, Texas. <laughs> you know, we want the first guy that's Asian, and we want right. the first guy that's that's black. We want the first guy that is actually from the the, the district in Mexico over here. It's only we want the first if they align with our party. Joe Biden proved that because when George W. Bush put the nominate the first black woman to be on the Supreme Court, he personally killed it. I mean, he personally killed because it wasn't his party. Yeah. And it wasn't important to him then. Well, you know, the he couldn't let the, the biggest thing. He couldn't, let the, he couldn't just let America savor greatness. He had to go torture, you know, well, kill it. So. I hate to say it from a standpoint of looking at history. I hope that this 
balance that we keep going with this juggling act that we keep having eight years of, of, of Obama or Clinton and eight years of Bush and eight years of Obama and four years of, of Trump and maybe four years of Biden, hopefully. It's just passing back and forth because if one of these, one of these groups get on a 16, 20 year yeah. win of having a president and even Congress matching most of that time, our country's going to swing so much that the other side is going to be left out because we're not compromising. Well, I'm going to say this is I think we're at the stage of uh, we're at the Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter stage where we had one and one. OK, we're at that. Mm-hmm. And then I have a feeling that the next president is probably going to be there eight years. And because people are going to re- reflect back to God, do you remember what Jimmy Carter did? God, do you remember what Joe Biden just did? They're going to reflect back that in four years and go, we don't want that. And, you know, well, and, and depending on which side you are, they're going to say, well, do you remember, you know, Donald Trump? He couldn't ever shut his mouth, da, 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 which he still had good policy. Sure. That was and and, and we're, speaking, we're speaking about an African-American Supreme Court justice, but there's going to be a whole lot of people in the majority of the Democratic Party is going to push Kamala Harris to being the next president because it gets to check a bunch of boxes. Yeah. Number one, she's been a vice president, so she should be next thinking about it. Number two, she's a black female. It's never happened. If we finally hit this, then it will finally erase all that past that we have, that old ugliness. They didn't do it with Obama. Yeah. It won't do it with her either. It'll be something next. But there'll be so many people that vote for her, not because she's a leader, because she's not leading anything. The border czar has been a joke. Yeah. She goes on foreign states and cackles about well, dead well, people. Well, Coach, I'm going, I mean, to say, I'm going to say this. It won't be about setting the precedence. It will be because they put her there because it will ensure they get more voters out that support that identity. Exactly. That's all it is. Yeah. Lyndon Baines Johnson admitted that. He said, that's all i got to do is that right there. He if you just look at, take the politics out, who is a better leader, DeSantis or Harris? Abbott or Harris? It's, it's not a question. From a leading standpoint, there's no question, but it's going to be, well, what kind of, you mean this person leads because he, he does things that you don't like politically. Mm-hmm. But from a standpoint, when we got the doorstep of war right now that we could have in this country, or the doorstep of leading, of leaving a country like, like Afghanistan, and all this troublesome happens in that part of the world, do you really want what looks best or do you want what is best? I'm going to say this. Would you rather have a Tom Cotton as president in a world stage that understands China immensely Mm -hmm. and understands what it's like to lead in combat too or would you rather have somebody that's more worried about whether you have a car that drives on green energy or not Mm -hmm. and if they can tax you by the mile or by the mile per gallon? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the Democratic Party is leading by ideology not by policy. They're leading by ideology and they're not running about what is reality. Well, that has always been the policy. That was, yeah. that was how they attacked Trump was, it wasn't about his policy. It was completely about personality and going after him on emotional side. And, uh, so, and I'm not... And, and, and we both agree that, yeah, uh, he probably need to put soap in his mouth half the time and he probably need to have a remote... Yeah, learn how to hold the baby. Yeah. Kiss and, the baby. Yeah. He, he couldn't do it in the election. But, but I, what, what I do find ironic is the same people that hated him were the same people taking pictures with him two years prior. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, at the, at the Oscars. So, so Stuff exactly. like that, you know. So back to Clarence Thomas, we can finish this up real quick, is he's been a good, constant justice. Not only he, they, They've made fun of him the last six or eight months, and I say they being, I've listened to talk radio on both sides, you know that is, mm-hmm. because he doesn't ask enough questions, that means he's not engaged 
Could it be that he's just older and he doesn't care anymore? He's always been that way. He's a listener. Yeah. And then he gives an opinion instead of there's a lot of justices. If you'll, you can listen to oral arguments. I've listened to hundreds of them. You can go to supremecourt.com and listen to it. And there's a different justice that always asks lots of different kinds of questions or get engaged. Some even get kind of fired up. But Thomas sits there and he listens. Uh, Scalia was very similar, but you have the idea, you have this, this, it's this weird thing that goes on with the left right now that if you're not loud, you're not obnoxious, you're not AOC, you're not hitting the table and you're screaming and yelling and you're to leave, that you're not, you don't have the passion and care for the country. You have to be almost outlandish to sound like you care. So I will say this is, and I'm trying to think of the case and what it was about, but uh, when you sit there and you peel back the onion, right now, the Supreme Court justices that we have, Thomas on the right is probably the most uh, vocal, and Sotomayor is probably the most vocal on the left. And Sotomayor quoted some stuff the other day, uh, a few months ago, and I was like, you need to uh, get a staffer or something and go actually read what's real. <clears throat> that is wrong as three dollars, you know what? And, is what you just quoted, and you're the judge, you're the Supreme Court justice who's making decisions off, off some bullshit here. And, uh, but those two right there have been the most vocal. I will say, of all the things that Judge Thomas has been vocal on, there has never been a time, and not because I'm conservative in heart in a lot of ways, because uh, it's more about that he's just never wrong on it. I mean, he's got facts to base what his decision is, where... To me, Sotomayor discredited herself completely. Yeah. That's not my problem. That's not, I mean, that's between her and how she thinks. But when when you yeah. push some stuff like that, it was kind of crazy. So anyway. Yeah, full politics on the left when it comes to Supreme Court is very simple. Their angel in the sky was always Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, but Because she was vocal, though. Right, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg came out and said some stuff against what Colin Kaepernick was doing. Yeah. Okay. Imagine if that would have been Justice... Thomas saying the exact same words about Colin Kaepernick, they would have, they would have went, they would have lambasted him in the media. They probably, they probably wouldn't even want to but, but what do we do? impeachment. But what do we do with Ruth Bader Ginsburg? We just, okay, thank you for the interview. Let's just cut that out. Yeah, so we didn't even knows. tell the whole interview yeah. until we, she was gone. We wanted to protect her because she was our girl. You know, we got it. If we, we don't have a reckoning of the political machines in this country by both sides, by the American people, we're going to keep allowing this to happen. The division is going to get louder. The fires are going to get more. The towns are going to get craziness like they do when there's a protest and it turns into a riot and turns into all this madness because we're allowing these political, powerful people to keep us divided. So my question, Coach, real quick is before we get out of here, what do you think regarding this traffic between Clarence Thomas's wife and, mm -hmm. and Congressman McCarthy, what do you think should be the outcome of all this? What will be the outcome and what should be, what should be the investigation should be done and over. Whatever she said, we'll know about it. And it should be my, my thing. What should be done is there's an election coming up in November. There's one coming up in 2024. If you don't like one side or the other, yeah. vote them out. That's why we have a representative government. You don't use the impeachment for all this little crap that you use because now impeachment now is whoever has the most people in the House and the Senate yeah. could impeach the other side for anything they want. You don't, you don't use that unless it's, like you said, unless it's so big that both parties don't even have to think about it. Yes vote. Yeah. Yes vote. Yeah. 
It's kind of like back in the day when they used to do the Supreme Court uh, nominees and it was a 99 to 1 or a 98 to 2 vote. You just knew. We don't have that anymore because it's politics. It's kind of like we know the Ukraine thing's wrong. Yeah. And we, we got both sides coming to the table going, that's wrong. This is, this is kind of, you can't say this. I will say this, and you know, you, you give me a little bit of positive. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat right now, what Putin is doing to Ukraine is universally wrong. Yep. And, we, need and to, both, we need to use more of this. Both sides have come out and said it, and both sides have even been critical of the president of how he handled it. To begin and with. that's okay. And, and that should have been that way. But that's how impeachment should be. It should be both sides. If it's not, it's horseshit. So yeah, this thing with, yeah. with, with, with it, people just go in the corner and get pissed off as far as I'm concerned. And it's not going to achieve what some desire that are on the far extreme of either side of, well, we can sneak another one sure. in. No, just do it the right way. Well, let's just end it this way. Right. Let's hope and pray for a speedy recovery for Justice Thomas. He's yep. been an American hero. I've read his book. He's an American success story from the dirt pours. Yeah. And where he came, um, and it's it, we just want him to get better. And then yeah. at that point in time, if he wants to retire, I hope he will retire when there's a Republican president. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> Damn right. So with that, we got to get this thing adjudicated yes, and get out of here. Coach. To the vet. It's time to stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned.